Business owners, do you want an unfair advantage over your competitors? Do you want to dominate in your area of expertise? You are listening to Business Life Hacks. Learn to influence consumer psychology and shortcut your way to business success with tips, tricks, and hacks from award-winning digital agency, J Marketing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Business Life Hacks. Do you find yourself wasting your time with low-quality leads? You've invested in SEO, in Google Ads, Facebook Ads, you've gotten traffic to your site, and you've gotten your landing page working so that you're actually getting the leads, you're getting on the phone calls with people, but once you're on the phone call with the lead, you realize that they're just not the lead for you. They don't have the money to spend on your service. They're not looking for something right now. They're just not a serious inquiry for one reason or another. As a business owner, how do you make sure that you're not wasting your time on these lower quality leads and you're spending more time on the best quality leads who are the ideal clients that you're looking for so you can make more money and spend less time doing it? So Josh, what should a business owner be thinking about to optimize their lead generation strategies so the leads are as high quality as possible. Dan, this is a super common problem. And we see a lot of companies that have engaged, uh, particularly just channel agencies. These are agencies that just do one or two things that have this problem. They'll come in and say, yeah, yeah, the phones are ringing, but I find myself wasting a hell of a lot of time. You can ramp up your sales team and think that every lead is worth chasing and trying to really nail them. But a better answer is to refine your marketing and just think a little more clearly about who the target customer is. Get a higher quality lead. It's going to be much more profitable over time. So how do we do that? What we're going to talk about today is two elements. One is how you visualize your customer, how you actually solve their core problem. And in doing so, how that pre-filters the wrong sort of customer And the other thing we can talk about is the tactical elements. So if you've already done the setup, if you've got the advertising looking good, if the landing pages are very specific, what are some of the technical things you can implement which are going to do the trick? So let's talk about that first one. Let's talk about talking to your customer's need. And Dan, I am sure you'll agree with your customers, those that are very specific with the problem they solve for their customers and who they don't work with tend to see much better results, both from the advertising perspective and the quality of the leads that they receive. Yeah, the more you can really find a niche that works for you, and the more specific that niche can be, the easier your life is going to be as a business owner. So if you are a tax accountant, and you know that you are only looking for dentists who make between 100000 and $200,000 a year in Cancun, then anyone who lands on your website, if your website is designed properly, is going to know exactly who your service is for. And if they are not a dentist who makes between 100 and 200K in Cancun, then they're just not going to fill out that form. There's a very low probability that they will. This is a great example, Dan. This is a great example. Now, people are going to be thinking, well, that is oddly specific. If I'm a tax accountant, I don't want to turn people down. And this is exactly why this strategy works. For someone who meets that criteria, super, super effective. You're like, oh my gosh, you are talking to me. Of course, I'm going to inquire. 
If you're not that person, if you're a farmer who makes a different amount of money or has different needs, you'll inquire with someone else, most likely who meets your requirements better. That is better overall. But most people aren't going to want to do this or they don't do it initially because they're saying, well, if I'm only accepting that niche or niche, then I'm saying goodbye to so many different business opportunities. Dan, does it mean that we have to sacrifice the others as well? So you don't you don't have to. You don't absolutely have to, but it's just about what is your priority as a business. So the nice thing about digital marketing is that it's really easy to make a bunch of different landing pages and make different columns of advertising that speak to different people. So you can have one landing page which is specifically designed to attract those dentists that you're looking for. And you can have another landing page, which is specifically designed to get those farmers that you're looking for. And then you can send Google ads, or maybe a better example is actually Facebook ads. You can send out your Facebook ads only to dentists. That goes to the dentist landing page. You can send out your ads for farmers on Facebook only to farmers and get them to their specific landing page. So really micro-targeting, even though your whole business caters to more people than just each specific column. Right. So you're likely to get more inquiries from those people because what you're presenting is relevant to them. You're saying, for example, just to keep our example going, dentists, here's 10 creative tax strategies we have that help dentists above all else. And to farmers, you might be saying something pretty similar. But the recipient of that message sees it and says, wow, that is specific to me. I'm going to inquire. How does this cut out the guff, the wrong people? Well, it's got some really clear qualifiers in there. If you're not one of the targeted people, the content, the ads, they don't speak to you. You're never going to come through in the first place. We're not sacrificing anything. What we're doing is being more relevant to those who are our high value clients. So... Getting into the nitty-gritty of it, what do you need to do? These are the initial steps that you need to know. You need to know exactly who your ideal client is. Look back over your client list and try to work out the commonalities. Who are they? How old are they? Where are they from? And most importantly, what is their core problem? One of my favorite examples of this is the man who looks for a vacuum cleaner. He does all his research, he spends countless hours looking for a vacuum, goes to make the purchase, and he realizes his problem wasn't that he needed a good vacuum cleaner. His problem was he needed to keep his apartment clean so that he could impress his girlfriend. Had an advertiser known that need, that there were a whole heap of people like this guy, then the advertisement would all be set up saying, do you want a clean apartment in two minutes? That's speaking specifically to his need. And for those that that's not the problem, they're not going to click through in the first place. So how do you come up with that positioning? Part of it is talking to your audience. And part of it is researching like you are looking for that solution yourself. You see, a lot of businesses, they get caught up in what they do and how they do it. They forget that they've got a whole heap of competitors also talking to their potential client. So I strongly recommend that you become your own client Go on to Google, start researching, start seeing how everyone else is doing it and see what are the gaps in the market? 
How does it make you feel? What are your anxiety points? And that's going to help you to really cater everything you do specifically to the needs of the customer and cut out those people that aren't appropriate. Now, Dan, your area is SEO. So you deal a lot with keywords and how people search. That search behavior is pretty important to this. Can't we just advertise to people who say things like, I am looking for a corporate Christmas gift under $50? Well, that would be very nice if you could. Um, But the problem is that imagine that you are the head of a company and you're looking to get uh, give Christmas gifts to all of your clients. You're typically not going to search corporate Christmas gifts for my clients as the head of a company. You're just going to search for Christmas gift ideas or some particular Christmas gift like wine delivery service or something like that. But you're not going to, you don't view yourself as a corporate client. You just view yourself as a person looking for a gift. So you're going to end up getting traffic. So grouped in with those searches are also going to be people who are, you know, John from Wisconsin, who's looking to give a bottle of wine to his best friend, Bob, and there's nothing corporate about it. So he's not the right client for you, but you still might end up on your site. So I think another important aspect of this strategy to improve your lead quality is also to filter out the wrong leads because some of the wrong people are going to end up on your site. It's inevitable. So how does someone go about doing that? So let's talk tactical steps. And just to start with, we'll stick with the SEO element. This is where we can think about the way that we are tagging our pages, what our headlines are, what our title tags are for those that are technically minded. If I'm searching on Google and the Google listing says accountancy that dentists earning $100,000 plus need to see, you're going to be at least pretty curious to click through. But again, if you don't meet those qualifications, you're not going to be all that attracted to it. So that's a great pre-filtering to stop them getting through to the website at all. And you should be reviewing all the ad copy across all of your channels. Is it specific? to the niche that you're targeting, and a bit of a dispeller to those who aren't. I'll give you a great example. There was a luxury lodge in New Zealand that I used to do the, run the advertising for, and they were charging a lot. It was two or $3,000 a night. When we were using generic advertising, saying the best lodge in Queenstown, New Zealand, we had tons of traffic and tons of inquiries and no bookings. When we changed all of the advertising to actually start with $3,000 a night, the best lodge you'll ever see, that sort of tone, we saw the click-through rate and the clicks to the website plummet. But those that did click through, those were people that had 3000 bucks a night, thought that was a great deal for something a bit luxurious and boutique, and a huge percentage of them would end up booking. But it's not always that easy. Dan, we've done a lot with, uh, with forms, inquiry forms, and pre-filtering before, Have you got a couple examples for us of how to ask questions in forms to filter out the wrong sort of people? Well, yeah, there's, um, you can have multiple stages of your forms. So one of our clients is a a tax accountant who only deals with people who make over $250,000 a year. And so through our SEO strategy, we started sending through 
a lot more traffic to their site, like it more than doubled over the course of a year. But then they had the problem where now they're getting tons of leads, but they're spending a lot of time talking to people who are, you know, making $50,000 a year and they want to save a bit of money on their taxes. It's just not the right client for them. So then we have to start on the forms, just putting in questions like, what is your income? Do you, do you make this much? Do you make this much? Do you make this much? And for anyone who answered that they make less than $250,000 a year, well, then we send them an ebook or we send them a free video course or something like that. So we can still be giving them value so that if in five years they've really improved their income, they're making more, we've already been giving them value the whole way through, but we're not wasting our time right now when we know already that they're not the right client for us. That is, that's a perfect example. And also for those who are just thinking, ooh, but hang on, if I never talk to them, maybe I'm missing out on something. That's where automation suites that send emails, keep people warm actually comes in. Now, we tend not to get down into the, into the weeds with setting these up. We're probably not going to talk about it in this podcast, but we do have some experts in our team that can lead you on that. So if that's the part of your business that you're worried about, by all means, give us a call and we'll help you talk through it. But Dan, I feel like what we've done now is covered some really, really good ground. We've talked about know your client and make sure all of your advertising and your landing pages are very specific to what problem you're solving for them. And then we've talked about some tactical steps in terms of making sure that we pre-filter and we have systems that pre-filter. If people go away and implement just those, are they going to see a result? How long until they see a result, a lead quality improvement? It can be immediately, like especially filtering out the wrong clients. Like that, that's something that will improve your lead quality immediately and you'll end up spent wasting a lot less time right away. And help me take away some anxiety. As a business owner, I go, hang on, the phones are ringing like hotcakes right now. All of a sudden, you're telling me the phones are going to stop ringing. I'm worried. I'm worried to implement that strategy. Is this worry rightly placed? No, because you really have to, you want to be thinking about what is your end goal? Is your end goal to have a, to spend a lot of time on the phone or is it to make the sale? So we're just making sure that you're spending your time on the phone with people who are likely to turn into a sale and not wasting your time on people who are not going to spend any money with you. So end of the day, your profits stay the same, but your wasted time is a lot, lot less. Yeah, this is probably leaning into the uh, the life hacks element of things. But as a business owner, as a, as a manager, whatever it is, you've only got so much bandwidth to give really high performance. So spend that time wisely on people that are likely to convert into a sale. Let your automation suites, let other people deal with the wrong customers. They will benefit. Everyone will benefit in the long run. And that's really where you want to be. I think that probably wraps us up for this episode, Dan, but how can people get in touch with us if they want to know more or discuss their specific situation? Easiest way to contact us is email dan at jmarketing.agency. Talk to me about SEO and for other inquiries, uh, you can talk to josh at jmarketing.agency. Good episode, Dan. I will see you again soon. All right. See you next time, Josh.